Welcome to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Klima, the podcast for meditators who want to stay connected to meditation, not lose it to busyness and distraction, and find a constant stream of positive influence to stick with a mindful life. Welcome everyone to another session. Today is a short talk on some questions. Okay, so uh, let's get right to the discussion, right to the question and answer. Uh, luckily, I'm here with uh, Lee today in person, uh, so I uh, can get the question directly. But uh, feel free, everyone, to, to leave me a voicemail, leave me your own questions. Uh, I'm really happy, really keen to, uh, to see where they go. So uh, thanks, Lee. Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thank you to you, too. Hi, Alan. Hello. <laughs> so uh, let's go right to the questions and see what comes up. So go right ahead. I have a question about when I start meditating and uh, the thought, it's, it comes and it goes away and it's come back and sometimes it stays. So uh, what should I do? A thought stays? Are you sure? I think so. What do you mean by thought stays? Like, it's never go away, like... Never go away? It's like I, I thinking, thinking, and I thought that I can get rid of it, and but actually it's right there in the background, like... Like uh, waiting to come out? Right. So you have a sense that you can sense it waiting to come out? Right. Well, that's good to have a sense that it's waiting to come out. Uh, but uh, if we have that, if we have that kind of sense, like there's a, a, an about to, an about to speak, an about to think, uh, to say something, uh, that's a very sharp, present, aware perception, uh, and is not something that arises when we're typically doesn't arise when we're really lost in thought or really assailed or really being tossed back and forth with thought. So the first time you were talking about it, you described thought coming back, coming back, and never going away and staying. So that's different. That's different than having a sense of a thought about to happen. So what do you mean? What do you mean about thought never going away? Let's look at that one. Like um, it's continuously thinking, 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 and you try to calm it down, but sometimes it's not calming. It's keep going, keep going, keep going. But it takes a while for you to like to finally like stop a little bit and then when you forgot about that, it's come back again. Right. And what's the question? What can you do about uh, when the mind is thinking, thinking, thinking like that? How you can make it stop? How could I make stop and how I could not uh, like calm myself down? Like I would like to like the first thing I sit down and I could calm down right away. 
I would like to do that. Yeah, that might happen sometime. Uh, but you you want to think about calming down being the opposite of uh, having these thoughts coming and running and running. Right. So you want uh, the th you wonder what can you do to stop the thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. So uh, when you're thinking and thinking, you're doing that on purpose or by accident? By accident, right? You don't mean to be doing that because you say you don't want to do it. So right. it's not on purpose. No. Right. Do you have any choice in the middle of that? It's come up naturally. Right. It comes up naturally. And then when it's happening, when you're in the thought, let's say, you didn't, you didn't go there on purpose because you didn't want to go there, right? Mm -hmm. You didn't want it to happen. No. Then when you're in it, are you staying in it on purpose? No. Right, it's just happening. Mm -hmm. So what makes you think that you could get out of it on purpose? If you didn't go into it on purpose, and when you're in it, you're not doing that on purpose, how could you suddenly on purpose get out of the thought and stop? It doesn't work that way, right? No. Right. When you come out of the thought, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything going into it because you didn't mean to go into it. While you're in it, you don't mean to be in it. And coming out of it, you don't mean to come out of it. So in all ways, going in, while in, and coming out, there's no role for you to do anything. So the answer is there's nothing you can do about that. There's nothing you can do about that. And if it was continuous, if it's continuous, then you're royally screwed, so to speak. Because there's nothing you can do to go in, nothing you can do while you're in it, nothing you can do to go out, and also you don't go out. So it's continuous. Then you're screwed. You're stuck. You're stuck. But the truth is, you do come out. Right? You do come out of it. But not not you in the sense of you like I'm gonna come out. It just happens. You come out of it. And there's a break. And then there is a sense. At that moment. There is a sense that you can do something. Like you could, if you're breathing meditation, you could feel your breath. If you're a body meditation, you could feel your body. If you're just trying to look at your awake, aware presence, you can look at your awake, aware presence. So this question of what to do is got its target on the wrong target. What to do about that thinking, thinking, thinking. It's got the eye on the wrong target. It's got the eye on the thinking. But that's a, the thinking is the place where nothing, where you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you, what I can say about what you can do is you can shift the target to the moment of the breaks. First, you can notice them. 
So just in the short of this short time of this conversation, you admitted that it, the thinking, thinking, thinking isn't continuous. There is breaks. So that's already good. Already recognizing that there is breaks. There is conscious breaks, aware breaks. And then our target can be, let's do something in those breaks. So let's say if our meditation is breathing meditation, we shouldn't be asking, what can I do to stop thinking? But we should be asking, what does this breath really feel like? Or, or playing a game, how, how well can I feel this breath? And if the thought comes up, uh, oh crap, I was just lost for the last 20 minutes without a break in the thinking, seeing that as that's another thought and it's shifting the target again. Now the target's gone back to thinking again. So let's say you're, you're breathing in, breathing out, feeling the breathing in, feeling the breathing out. And then at some moment, it switches to thinking, 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 a bunch of thoughts. But you didn't do that. And you didn't see that moment. If you saw that moment, you would have said, no, stop. But you didn't see that moment. And none of us do. We don't see that moment, and then we go into the thinking. Then it's thinking, thinking, thinking for a while, and then, and then we're out again. Or it feels like that. It seems we're out. Really, it's just a moment of conscious awareness replaces a moment of thinking. And then we can do something. We can feel the breaths again. So we feel the breath again, and then, we, then another thought goes up. Uh, oh, crap. I just, I really suck at this. Or, oh crap, this thinking won't stop. See? The target shifted back on the thinking again. The what to do, this is a problem, is, has shifted back on the thinking again. But again, that's the only thing here that you can't do anything about. So if you notice the thought, oh crap, I just went back to thinking again, you just bring, you just bring your attention, you just bring your target back to the to what's immediately present and to your sense of choice. And you feel and sense and be mindful of uh, whatever it is that you want to at that moment. Maybe it's the breath, maybe it's something else. And that will last as long as it lasts. So indirectly, that will take some of the steam out of thoughts, some of the power out of thoughts. By just placing uh, our incredible, our incredible power and energy lies in our attention, and our belief. And uh, if we attend to something other than thought, we're we're robbing it of some of its of its power. But when thinking, when we have the thought in our head that thinking is a problem, we're in trouble because that now we're believing a thought that thinking is the trouble and then we're suiting up to make a battle with thought but we're a thought too we're we we're thinking that we're the one that's going to do battle with thought so we have this thought about ourselves that's going to do battle with thought and we're battling thought on its home turf we have already lost 
I understand, I understand the question though, and where it's coming from. Uh, we all feel the same way. Uh, we recognize that thought is troubling. Uh, there's a lot of extra thought that causes a lot of extra trouble. And that extra thought doesn't need, seem to need to be there, but it just keeps coming and it's not wanted. And so it's natural for us to come to the conclusion that thought is the problem. And we must try to stop thought. We must try to reduce thought. We must try to battle against thought. Because it's the problem. It's the enemy. But it's, that's not really what we want. We don't really feel that thought is a problem. Really, what our problem is, and we know that it is, is that we don't want to suffer from our thoughts. We don't want to suffer our thoughts. And that's something that we can do something about. But when thought is your you know, number one enemy, you're guaranteed to suffer thoughts because thought you believe thoughts your enemy and thought therefore because you believe it every time there's a disturbance it's thought attacking you uh, and as we meditate start to see things in a bigger perspective uh, it's not really there's nothing wrong with thought thought can't harm us but we can suffer our thoughts so what we really want, and you too want this, it's in, your, it's in your question, you too want to not suffer from your thoughts. We can't stop thoughts. Walking down the street, it's like looking at this sign, it's going, oh, look at that sign. It, was, it said something different yesterday. Oh, look at that dog, it's got short legs. Oh, look at that bicycle, it's red, but it looks like it would be better if it was blue. Oh, look at that person. She looks really distracted. And it just goes on, and it's picking things up and dropping them, picking things up and dropping them. Thought is constant, constant, in that sense. It's not one continuous stream, but it, it's constantly arising and passing away, arising and passing away. And there's no... It, it's sort of possible to temporarily stop thought. Like if uh, a bomb explodes... On the street, your thought's going to stop for a split second. Or if you practice meditation on the breath, on a, a, a particular point of the breath really intensely for a long time, uh, you may drop out of sort of verbal, chatty thoughts. They, might, they may temporarily come to a stop, but they'll come back. They'll always come back. So stopping thought can't be our real project because we're not going to be able to do that. But we can stop suffering from our thoughts. So what would be what would be the way, what would it be like? Imagine what it would be like if whether thoughts were present or not, you still felt okay. Or what even if they're pleasant thoughts or not pleasant thoughts, you still feel okay. Is there anything is there anything about you that's like that? Is there anything in you that's like that? Mm -hmm. 
so much better to put our attention on that. It could just be a question first. But if we sort of already have a sense of the answer to that question, which is not a thought, uh, then we put our attention there. Our attention there is much better spent than in the battle with thought. Because after all, we can't. Like I said, going back to the beginning, why would we want to figure out a way to stop thinking like that when we have absolutely no power to do that? Not in that direct sense. But if we find something that's of great interest to our attention, and that interest could be the quiet in us that's not bothered by thought, that interest could also just simply be our breath, our body sensations. Could be anything really. If we be really if we're really mindful, we really look into it, really feel it, really sense it, whatever it is. Let's just say it's a meditation object now. But it could also be your uh your meal. The taste of the food on your tongue could also be this thing. If we really really take an interest in that, then we're we're withdrawing the energy of interest out of the thoughts because they they thrive on that energy so we can't directly stop thought but indirectly by bringing our interest elsewhere the thoughts start to wither wither in strength or apparent strength they don't have any strength cuz all the strength is coming from us but uh as we withdraw the strength that we're supplying them cut off their supply they wither although they may complain and they may send out lawyers and advertisers trying to get your attention back but if we keep our attention on on our target which it could be a meditation object or it could be our sense of self the uh, the one who's not disturbed either way really anything else but that we're we're reducing that supply but that that shouldn't be our primary motivation it should be the secondary motivation or as soon as possible it should be the secondary motivation the primary motivation or the primary interest should be in the object the meditation object or in our sense of quiet or whatever it is like we should sincerely be interested in that and we should recognize oh crap i was lost in thought oh oh i'm not doing good at this we should recognize that as a big distraction or any version of the idea that thought is a problem is a big distraction from what really matters to us and and put our attention there and we can have an ulterior motive that oh yeah that will actually take some of the juice out of thoughts cut off some of the electricity to thoughts but that has to be a minor or or we as soon as we can that should be a minor concern uh because if it really is our primary motivation then we can't sincerely be interested in the other thing if we're really just trying to battle with thoughts 
and we're just saying, oh, yeah, what you're saying, Alan, that sounds great. I'm going to do that. But really deep down in your heart, you're just really just, that's going to be a great way to stop thoughts. <laughs> uh, then you're still, you know, you're still chewing on that, uh, chewing on that toy. So as soon as possible, or whenever possible, when we can ease our interest over to something else, uh, I am kind of saying, oh yeah, you also get the side effect of thoughts, maybe subduing a little, but they never die out and they can always flare up uh, in relation to, you know, who knows what might come up and also things unknown to us. As we start to get over some of our major hang-ups and thought patterns, we might discover new ones that we didn't even know were there. Uh, so these flare-ups of thought can, can keep coming, keep happening. But they can't last without this juice. There's other instances as well. Uh, maybe there's another interest where we can't uh, uh, instance where we can't shift our attention. Like what I, what I'm saying it sounds good. Uh, this what what I'm saying applies you know somewhat more to just like nagging thoughts and also like meaningless thoughts that we just start thinking about all these random things or or else just kind of habitual thoughts things that come up from time to time. But if we're really kind of assailed by a particular thought, maybe because of a, a particular uh, event happened or, or it's just really affecting us, we can't stop thinking about that thing. Then when you try to shift the attention, uh, you can shift the attention, everyone can at any moment. As soon as the crack of possibility opens up, you know, when you're out of that state where there isn't a, 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 a person who can decide to to come out of thought when that cracks open you can you know you can break out of any thought anytime as soon as that occurs to you but uh, with some thoughts the second you break out you go it goes right back again and the second you break out goes right back out again and that might not be satisfying enough uh, it might not it just may be too discouraging uh, the good news is about that is that these split moments of breaking out, the mind can't judge that. The mind will say, that's not enough, uh, it's not satisfying, that's not good enough, that's not solving the problem, because I'm just keeping going back to that thought. But uh, this remains to be seen. Leave this as an open question. When the, when the thought is, is coming, coming over and over again, and you can only break out for a second. Uh, which, by which, actually, I mean, you you do break out for a split second, and then you're able to kind of consciously and deliberately stay out for a second, and then go right back in, if it's like that. Uh, leave it as an open question to see how powerful is that? How powerful is it for you to choose, right in the midst of a really powerful thought, you choose the breath, or you choose your quiet sense of quiet inside. And the mind will say, oh, that, that didn't last very long. 
Well, that's just the mind. That's the thinking mind trying to judge, you know, what's more powerful than the other. But who's to say? Maybe breaking out of, uh, um, out of that really strong thought is kind of like in weightlifting. It's like lifting a really heavy weight. So you don't need to do it that often to get really big effects. But this is something you would have to see over time because in the moment, it doesn't feel like that at all. It feels like uh, the tiny little incy-bincy bit of feeling present or feeling the breath or whatever it is, uh, that that was nothing compared to the thought that just keeps coming and coming and coming. So first, leave it at that as an open question and, and, and do this. But... Uh, there's more there's more that can be done at those times as well and uh you know sometimes there is no there is nothing that can be done sometimes it's just it's just going to wash over us and all we can do is just kind of wait for it to be over sometimes it can be like that but we can also relax our attitude and be open and willing uh, and recognize that, uh, you know, while we're in the midst of one of these thought attacks, that it'll, it will pass. Or seeming thought attacks, it will pass. And it's not going to leave a lasting damage on us. Can we recognize that? Because so many times in the past we've been swirling around in a, you know, a horrible thought, big problem. And now where is it? It's gone. And you can find no trace of it anywhere. At one point you were really upset because you dropped your lollipop in the sand. And you were having all kinds of horrible thoughts about that. But where is that now? It's gone without a trace. So what are you what are you thinking now? Karma. I understand a little bit, yes. It's good that um you just leave the thought alone. And then it's make you calmer. Yeah, that's a good one. Let the thought do what it wants, but you remain. You remain as you are. There's also a practical way that we can work with that. Might not be uh that might that might not immediately happen in a meditation session if we're having a really, you know a real storm, but just ordinary garden variety uh, thinking, various problems, this and that, that when we can, we can sit down in meditation and just uh, watch it settle by itself. Because it will settle by itself if you don't touch it. Just like uh, the metaphors given often uh, that uh, like you have a, lot, a glass of pulpy apple juice and shake it all up and the pulp's all swirling around and then if you just leave the glass still the pulp will settle on its own 
and we can do that uh, when we meditate. I like to do it. I like to do that in the first like second or two or three seconds sitting down and you can actually just watch everything just settle down really fast. It's good to perceive that. That That's following uh, the right target. That's the right interest. So this thing that you just said, you just said, feel calmer. Your interest is drawn to the feeling calmer. And there's like a you're watching that. You're interested in that now. That's better. That's my first point too. Much, much better. Much, much better to be really interested in that than interested in thought as a problem. This is from the standpoint of, of mindfulness, of the standpoint of meditation. There's other things we can do with thought as well. We can replace with positive thoughts. We can change our thoughts. Uh, that's a different level of working with thoughts. That's all good too. Uh, but uh, a meditator, a mindful meditator should do just like what you did, where you just became interested in this other side. That's the interesting thing. That's where attention should look. The battle with thought is not a not a good place uh, to be to spend a lot of time interested. Maybe once in a while, do a little battle with thought, but not much. Don't go there much. That's going into the that's going off your home turf. You have much better advantage coming closer to where you really are, and watch the calm, watch the peace, or watch the the change towards calm. That's an interesting thing. That's something to, to place one's attention on. So. That feels about right. Right now. Thanks for your question a great question that everybody shares so very good thank you thank you thank you for listening to I Should Be Meditating with Alan Kleeman Having troubles, obstacles, or are you unsure about something? To submit a question, go to askmeditationquestions.com and Alan may respond to you very soon on a future podcast. Chances are lots of others will benefit from the answer too.